Aren't TV movies fun? Join Amanda, Dan, and Nate as they discuss their favorite made-for-TV movies on the Made-for-TV Mayhem Show. It's winter carnival time at a crowded ski resort, and a killer beast is on the loose. You won't believe me either. Nobody will ever believe me. Well, what's more important, finding your friend or trying to convince us that there's some kind of monster out there? This wasn't an animal, and it wasn't human either. Bo Svensson and Yvette Mimieux star in a big event thriller, Snow Beast. Tuesday, June 6th at 9, 8 Central and Mountain. Hey everybody, we're back with an, another special episode. This one's going to be a mini-sode. Um, if you listened to our last episode, which was a mini, mini, mini-sode with me and Dan, we are giving away one copy of Snow Beast on Blu-ray. And so what we had people do is we had them send in um, a little plot synopsis of Snow Beast versus question mark. Anybody that they want that's a monster from the classic era of TV. And so we wanted people to come up with their own TV movies. And um, I'm not sure if I explained that right or not. But basically just like get creative with their entry, send us something fun, and talk about TV movies. So... I wanted that to be way more witty than it's turning out to be. This has been a really rough <laughs> week, guys. I can't even believe I'm sitting here. So I'm really excited, though, because I've missed doing this. And um, so we're just going to do that, and we're also going to announce what our next two features are at the end of this, which I'm really excited about, and I think everybody will be really excited, too. So uh, let me just get started so we can have Nate for the whole episode, and I'll introduce everybody. So I'll go ahead and start with Nate. And I think I'm talking too fast, so I'm going to stop talking this fast. Hey, <laughs> Nate. How are you? Um, I'm hear me? Yeah, I can hear you sort of. Nate? Nate? Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, my Skype is doing this weird thing where I'm muting, but, like, the button doesn't change. So it doesn't tell me when I'm muted and when I'm not, because I got my dogs in here with oh. me. So what did you say, Nate? Noisy. What, what no, did don't you say? do that. Don't do that. Oh, sorry. Okay, I that was <laughs> off. Don't me. mess with me, Dan, because that, I will destroy see, you. My uh, my dog Boomer just shook like crazy, but unfortunately, <laughs> I don't think I can mute because when I tried it, it works, but it doesn't tell me, so I don't know when I'm muted and when I'm not. Well, here's the thing. I couldn't hear Boomer shaking his moneymaker, so I think we're good. <laughs> okay, okay, good. All right, so, hey, Nate, how are you? This is me talking slow. How are you, Nate? I am doing very well this evening. Very, very well. Good. <laughs> are you excited? Yes, I'm excited to hear everybody's uh, Snow Beast matchups and excited to share mine. Yeah, I am too. I hope mine works out for everybody here. I think they'll get it. I actually almost put Snow Beast up against Mrs. Palumbo for Murder Can Hurt You. <laughs> but I thought it would be really spoilery if I did that because I'd have to talk about the movie and we haven't discussed it yet. So mm. I decided not to do that. That's just that's just a spoiler for tonight, I guess. A non-spoiler. Um, so, okay, uh, well, let's move on to Dan. I'm not going to be very good tonight. I'm sorry, guys. You guys are going to have to carry this on your back by yourself. Hey, Dan, what's up? I'm, I'm, I'm just hanging around uh, for episode three of the Snow Beast cast, and I'm having a great time <laughs> doing it. You know we, what? We got some, as, a, yeah. as an experiment, if I had more free time, I would see if I could do, like, ten episodes just about Snow Beast. And I don't mean like a minute with Snow Beast. I mean like just talk about Snow uh -huh. Beast ten different ways. Yes, yeah, I agree. I, you I could pick different characters and then give it like from different character perspectives. Pick ten characters in Snow Beast. I don't know. If and there then are the final ten characters. One, well, mm -hmm. yeah, this is true. Well, the tenth one I think would be Snow Beast himself. Yeah. Yeah, it would be like that book Grendel. Is that the name of it? Which is yeah. the book about the monster from Beowulf. Yeah. Yeah, it would be just like Grendel, and I would pretend like I was That'd Snow be Beast. Fantastic. Yeah. 
Everyone, would be, Ooh, it, I hate people. Ooh, pound, pound, people bad. It would. It would be like. It would be like. A, I forget which Kurt Vonnegut book it is. <laughs> is it? It's. It's either slapstick or Breakfast of Champions, where you have the main plot line, but every time he sort of the main character affects someone's life, you follow that character for like a chapter. It would be just like Kurt Vonnegut. Oh my gosh, that's what I think of when I think Snow Beast, Kurt Vonnegut, of course. But you know, like you could talk, you could do a whole episode talking about Bigfoot and the Yeti. And then yeah. you could also talk about where they shot it, which is a really interesting mm-hmm. resort that other films are shot in. I could probably extend it to 10 episodes if I had to. Yeah, we could, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I might Anyone could. That. Anyway, yeah. that might be a special yeah. Patreon pick. <laughs> <laughs> For a dollar, you could hear me talk about Snow Beast 10 different ways. So, and then every once in a while, I'll lean in and interject something. Yeah, I hope you do. Um, so, Dan, uh, you're having a lovely evening. I think you said that. So far, so good. Yeah, I um, I'm just sitting here relaxing. I got I I do have I have a dog nearby who's had a bit of a coughing problem for the Aww. past couple of weeks, and so if you hear a dog break into hysterical coughing, you'll hear me mute myself very quick and get her out of the room. So I apologize, yeah. but she wants to be near me, and so I just have her right here. I don't She's have quiet. any I don't have any pets in my room, but I've thought about committing suicide by jumping off a bridge. So if you hear me like I think that me, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> if you hear a thud, that's what's happened. <laughs> Uh, where where I uh, near where I went to college in in Ithaca, New York, at Cornell, there was a um, uh, well known uh, bridge that students used to jump off of. Oh God! Was cool. I wish it, I it, wish I was at Cornell right now. It was gorgeous. I mean, it was like a, like a ravine, a chasm. Oh God! It was like I just I just be looking around, going, "This is so wonderful." As I was dropping. Yeah, I it might be, be thinking that too. But you also might hear this. That's ice clinking because I made myself a stiff one. <laughs> I made myself an ice water. I got I got water myself too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I went I went strictly for the liquor. That's fine. This is a mini sode. You you won't be too bombed by the end. No. Are we ever going to do a drunk cast of uh, made for TV movies? I think I may have done one of those already. Yeah, I think you have, Dan. Oh yeah, that was during a really bad. (laughs) That was during a really bad week. Yeah. Yeah, that? that would be another one of our Patreon picks. Um, yes. By the way, I'm never going to do a Patreon because I can I can barely keep up with this content. So um, if people want to send money, they can, but I'm not going to ask for any, I pro- probably ever. Um, but maybe we'll do Drunk Cast one day just for the hell of it. But that will have to be way off in the future when I don't want to jump off a bridge because I'll end up telling you all my pathetic life story and I don't want to do that. So um, why don't we just get started? This is going to be like the saddest episode ever. I thought this was going to be a really fun episode, <laughs> everybody's thinking. I think it's going to be fun because I'm going to take over the synopses from our yeah. listeners. So, so you can sit back, Amanda, and just take a quick couple of stiff uh, hits off your drink while you mute yourself. Or if you want to cry uh, while I'm reading. <laughs> yeah, you might hear that in it. the background, too. Don't do it. <laughs> but uh, otherwise, I, it'll be fine. And now, and now, uh, can I just ask, um, we're, we're not quite at my reading the synopses yet, but would it be better if I read the synopses without the titles? to surprise people or would it be better for me to read the titles which kind of clue you into what it's going to be i i if they included a title mm-hmm. then i say use the title because somebody took okay. the time to write that title so sure I, well, I, I was going to use the title at the end i see why so- you want to do that because i'm looking at the first entry here and it's really kind of brilliant but um, yeah i love it yeah it's so yeah. good but let's go ahead and just start with the title Okay, you got it. And um, because my title's shit anyway, so everybody will sound really good afterwards anyway. Oh crap! So, I didn't think of a title. Yeah, I don't really have a title to be honest, okay. but like I, I have one. Oh good, I do <laughs> I have a director a and a I have a director and a screenwriter. Oh well, there you go. Okay, I just got a title. 
Okay. <laughs> it's so amazing. Genius at work, guys. So, okay. I don't know how this is going to play out, but I'm picking up my spirits right now, and I'm going to go ahead and get us started. So, we all did one, too. We're not in the contest, obviously, but we all came up with our own Snow Beast versus question mark. And so, mine is Snow Beast versus the house and this house possessed. Of course. Oh, yes. Yeah, of course. Right. So, this week on the ABC Sunday Night Movie... After saving and investing money collected from his victims, Snow Beast purchases a palatial estate in a small town. The house seems strangely familiar to him and is also hell-bent on destroying anyone who comes near it. This creates its own set of problems since Snow Beast likes to do his own killings. There's a homeless man, played by Parker Stevenson, who comes around calling Snow Beast Mud Monster, even though that's clearly not his name. But since Snow Beast has no memories of what life was like when he was a kid, he starts to wonder if homeless Parker is onto something. But the house destroys him too. Snow Beast can kill people, but how do you kill a house? Also stars Aaron Moran as the spunky Bigfoot Yeti expert, as well as the vampire from I Desire as Snow Beast's love interest. Directed by John Llewellyn Moxie with a script by Joseph Stefano, who wrote the original Snow Beast. I love it. I do too. So what do you think? Yeah. You think the house is going to win or Snow Beast? Um, you know I what? Th- I think the house might win this one. You know what? I was, think- I was thinking maybe Snow Beast, he's going to get really mad. And I, I, feel, I feel like he's maybe like the Hulk, like certain iterations of the Hulk. The madder he gets, the stronger he gets. So there might be a point like he, he like he thinks he's defeated the house. He's very angry. He goes to take a shower. He gets covered in blood. He gets angrier. You know, he tries to leave the gates close on him. He gets angrier. And it just keeps building and building. I forgot but to I'm mention not- the blood shower because we were going to talk about how like all of his beautiful white fur turned red. Yes. And it, it'll yeah. just be it'll be almost comedic. When he steps out of the bathroom and he's all red and that's he has to look at his face like for this straight oh. up carry. That's he's gonna true. go telekinetic and like and like destroy the prom that he's having on the first floor of his house. I love that you gave him a love interest. <laughs> oh Snow Beast could have some love in his life. <laughs> I think it's fair. I think it's fair. And I think the yeah. I think the vampire from I Desire would be into it. Yeah. I, I really do. So um, that's mine. I actually didn't. I couldn't figure out who was going to destroy who. I think the snow beast and the house will destroy each other. Ah, uh, it's very poetic. Yeah, I think it's worthy foes. Worthy foes. That's or, uh, will it? <laughs> will it? Will it be something like maybe like right at the end? It pans over the wreckage and you see like the dead snow beast, and then maybe you see like in like a crushed room suddenly a light goes on and then the episode ends and but then and as or the movie ends claws like, go, go up in the air possibly you know like like freddy winking at us kind yeah. of thing yeah it's gonna be but, good guys and it's gonna air next year <laughs> i think the great thing about the 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 verses is that we don't want to see either of them the really good one is you don't want to see either of them go well you the, house, see- the house is so charismatic Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to see the house die. And you could see, like, and then the next one would be like the children of this house possessed, where you see, like, they use the raw materials that were destroyed um, to make a whole new row of tract houses. What about, and they're all possessed. What about the children of this house possessed versus the Stefford husbands? <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. You know, um, was there was there an Eight Is Enough reunion movie? Because we could bring There's the two, Eight Is I Enough think. kids. Okay, the Eight Is Enough kids versus the um, children of the This House Possessed house. Oh, mm. so good, so good. The thing is, Nancy's really not Nancy. Susan. Susan's kind mm-hmm. of kick ass. She is. I'm. I'm always a big fan and, of Susan, and my my wife always tells me to keep it down whenever and Ma- we watch and Mary. it. Mary, I think I think Susan yeah. and Mary are kind of carrying the load there. 
mm -hmm. maybe David. But um, yeah. Yeah, I'm into it. Let's do it, Hollywood. Call me. Call Let's me. Go. Call her. Call her. She's doing that thing <laughs> with her hands. Call her. I am. I just did that. <laughs> I did because you can't do it without doing the hand thing, guys. <laughs> okay, let's move on from my silly synopsis to this one, that's, which is they're all so good. So yeah. these are the ones we chose, and um, that doesn't mean that there were others that came in that weren't as good, but these were all really wonderful. And thank you, everybody, for submitting your responses. So let's get started with our first one. Dan, take it away. This one is from the uh, ever-present and aquatic Rob Kelly. Yay. It's 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 a it happened at Snow Lake Manor, 1979, and I do like it. Rob did it. He he put it happened in Snow Lake Manor in all caps as <laughs> you will, and then in all caps TV movie dash 1979. Thank you, Rob. Uh, he's he's a stickler for detail, which is why I like Rob. Cast: William Shatner, Linda Day, George, Clint Walker, Steve Franken. Special guest appearance by Lana Turner. Oh my God. <clears throat> Director: Robert Shearer. All right, here we go. Plot. A greedy developer, Franken, is eager to distance himself from the PR and legal disaster that was Lakewood Manor, a luxury hotel that was attacked by mutant killer ants. Through a friend, guest star Bert Convy, he, he purchases a snowbound ski resort for a surprisingly rock-bottom price. After his grand opening, however, he learns that the local environs are haunted by a mysterious Yeti-type creature. He enlists the help of Dar Seberg, Shatner, the brother of a famous ski champion, to help find <laughs> and kill the beast. Oh, that's so great. That's so great. That is Gar, Gar has a brother. Yes, Dar. <laughs> that's fantastic. I, think I, I would watch that. Oh, my God. I'm already uh, watching it. What's great about it is that I love both Snow Beast and Ants, or it ha happened at Lakewood Manor, so I'm like, this is just an amazing combination. Yeah. It is. I never would have thought. Well, the whole thing about the ants, though, is like you're like just step on them, guys. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and and so, I, but Snowbeast is going to find himself in a pickle when it he does, tingles with them. And I, I said, it does break my heart I, that Linda Day is involved in it again because she keeps getting caught up with these wacky uh, monsters. And she I, shouldn't have went back. She. Uh, here's the thing. I think if the movie at some point has a scene where her and William Shatner are sitting on the floor in the middle of a room, sucking in air through torn wallpaper, <laughs> I am in all the way. Yeah, like the ants don't come back, but in my mind, the ants have come back, and I feel like it's going to wreak more havoc. So, like, so Dar. Oh sure, yeah. Dar is going to have a really tough time because he's going to have to deal with both issues, right? And and he's going to emote the whole way Shatner style. Oh my God, the Snowbeast <laughs> is here. He's after us. And one of the best things that he did, and I really wish I'd done this, is he has a special guest star, which is so prevalent in the TV movies. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh, really... that was brilliant. I, I I actually think I ripped him off for that in mine. So that's okay. Um, but but not. I'm gonna I'm gonna let my special guest star go because this is too good. So, yeah, it's it, it was really good. I really like that. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob. Thank you so much. Yeah, and and Rob and I on an episode of uh, his Film and Water podcast, we talked about ants for like 40 minutes. So. That's right. That's right. It's a really good episode. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It was so a fun time. Everybody should check out Rob. He has like 9,000 podcasts. Yeah. So, like, where's the best place to find him, Dan? You would probably it's, know. It's it's. It's like firewaterpodcast.com. If, if you Google the Fire and Water Network, mm -hmm. you should 
get guided to a site. It's mostly comic book related stuff. Um, there's a podcast called Who's Who, which covers, well, it covers a lot of stuff, but the main thing covers a uh, comic that came out in 85, 86 called Who's Who. Um, and it covered the DC universe characters page by page. Oh. And he and his podcast life partner, the irredeemable shag, they did a 20, like a 28 episode um, podcast covering that. And that was actually a comic I bought when I was like 12 or 13. And so that that was where I joined them. And and Rob does a podcast on on movies. He does a podcast on Bob Dylan. He does, which I've been on twice. Uh, and we also talked Bolero on Film and Water podcast, which got a little uncomfortable uh, in the <laughs> I, in the best possible way. I did one with him. I did um, oh my god, Janet Honeymoon Lee. with a Stranger, yeah. Honeymoon yes. with a Stranger, and he also does the Mash Cast. He does the Mash Cast. He's got he's got a great uh, one called Mountain Comics. Uh, when he was a kid, his family would go to the Poconos every summer, and he would and they didn't have like TV or radio, and he would just buy lots of comics. And this is basically a podcast where uh, he discusses with a guest comics that he bought back in like the seventies uh, and eighties at. Um, uh, to to go on these vacations, it's really it's really charming. Uh, uh, Rob is is he's very good. And he's a very nice guy too. Yeah, he's great. And 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 one last thing, of course, eventually Super Train. He and I discuss all six episodes of Police Squad right. in detail. So yeah. yeah. So so Rob Kelly's your guy. Awesome. So of course this is brilliant because this is what he does all day basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he spins he spins gold. So okay, let's move on. And Dan, do you want to do the next one? I will, I will. This is from our friend Shannon, Yay. a.k.a. Rusting Willpower. Rusting Willpower represent Deadly Powder. Alternate title. <laughs> Snow Beast versus the Cocaine from Cocaine, One Man's Seduction. <laughs> so I like good. that that's the whole title. All right. While ransacking an abandoned cabin, Snow Beast discovers a bag of mysterious white powder and accidentally snorts some of it. The days that follow are a blur, but he has the energy of a Snow Beast half his age and is able to kill twice as many skiers as usual. <laughs> when his supply of magic powder runs out, he journeys down the mountain to the ski resort operated by a gang of female drug smugglers. He goes on a rampage before finally finding a room full of cocaine, which has become sentient during a freak storm. Snow Beast and the Cocaine begin a fight to the death until they are both buried in a giant avalanche. The end. Stars Kate Mulgrew, Kate Jackson, and Caitlin O'Haney. So, so good. So good. It's a great cast. Here's the yeah. thing. Here's the thing, though. This is where it gets tricky. Snow Beast... Uh, okay, so the Cocaine is at a better advantage because it looks like snow. Yes. So, and Snow Beast sort of looks like snow. Like, he can hide in it, but he can't hide in it the way Cocaine can hide in it. So this is a discussion I never would have thought I've had had in my no, life. No, ever, the ever. Horrible snowman hiding from sentient cocaine. Yeah, but I think I think the cocaine has the advantage here, and also it really yeah. just has to go up Snowbeast's nose to destroy him. Oh sure, like a like well, a stream. It's a very powerful message. The idea of um, the cocaine becoming sentient and him having to fight it, like how people who are addicted to cocaine have to really fight that addiction. Mm. It's like he's fighting yes. the addiction as a, um, you know, real entity. Oh my God. Yes. That's so, that's so meta. Until yeah. they bury each other in a giant avalanche. avalanche. And, and the avalanche would be snow. So they yes. bury themselves in the metaphor for what cocaine is. There's a lot of layers to this one. Wow. Yeah. This, once we peel it back, what are wow. we going to find at the core? That's crazy. 
And I, I like I, I like the fact too that um, uh, sort of like during the final fight between Snow Beast and the cocaine, the cocaine would be able to be like the Sandman in um, Spider Man if you like fight Sandman in a sand pit, where it would like it would rise up and attack the Snow Beast, but then it would drop down into the snow, and you wouldn't know what was snow and what was cocaine, and then all of a sudden a portion of it would rise up again. My gosh, they are gonna. This probably didn't look that great when they made it in 1978 or whatever it would have been made. Yeah, well, the special effects budget wouldn't have been good enough <laughs> to really capture. But they would have had to make this after Cocaine Woman Seduction, so we are in the 80s. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, that's yes. true. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah so like 83 to 4. Okay, so maybe, maybe. ILM could have done something or other. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> ILM? Wait, did I get that right? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Maybe, possibly, if it's after, uh, like, Return of the Jedi or something. Maybe yeah, they yeah sure, were... they're totally capable of doing TV movie special effects. Well, you <laughs> call them up. You call them up. You know, maybe you tell... Here's the thing. A lot of folks grew up watching these movies in the 70s. So maybe, you know, when George... Well, this came out when he was making Star Wars. But maybe he sat down and watched it in England when he was making it. And he was like, that kicks ass. If they ever do a sequel, I'm in. I'm in. And then he saw Cocaine Woman Seduction. He's like, oh my God, if they ever combine that and make the cocaine sentient, I want to do the special effects. Hollywood, call me. Call me. Ding, 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 ding. Does the cocaine, one more thing, does the cocaine like have, when it rears up as a monster, does it have like an eyes and a face? Or is it just like a, like a constant wave Wait. of living? Here's what I want. Here's what I did see. Did you in just my head. did you just snort cocaine? Did I just I just, I just made a noise I didn't mean to. What I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what I meant, what I meant was like this, you remember this the electricity is going to go crazy. Remember the electricity monster on Johnny Quest and how they threw paint on it? Yeah, and yeah. had that one eye. Mm-hmm. That's how I picture the cocaine. Oh, okay. Just yeah. like that. Okay. Yeah, I sort of saw it with a bit of a face too, but but um, uh, I saw it as having a mockery of the human visage. That was just what I saw. So good. So good. Yeah, good. Okay. Whew. I'm, I don't even know. I, I need to take a break, guys. That was <laughs> this, intense. You, you, these have started out very strong. <laughs> They're yeah, all great. Uh, They're, ideas. These are wonderful. We have so many brilliant listeners. I'm so proud of the people who participated and sent out some really great stuff. I'm so proud of them. They're way smarter yeah. than I'll ever be. I'm like, oh, he's going to go up against the house. And I forgot the blood shower, the most important iconic scene in the movie. But I remembered it, and I'm your co-host. <laughs> you saved so it. So it all uh, it all ties it. in. Yeah. Um, if I I can do the uh, next one, if you'd like. Yes, please. This is from uh, Greg Blanchard in Ohio, and I'm going to read everything that's written here. Um, the Made for TV Mayhem podcast proudly presents a sequel slash reimagining of two classic Made for TV movies from the 1970s, Killdozer meets Snow Beast, starring Clint Walker in a dual role. Mayhem on the slopes in recent months has forced the local sheriff, Clint Walker, to block off traditional roads through the mountains. With lengthy and treacherous detours endangering the future of small communities and resorts, a large-scale construction project has started to set an alternate road up the mountain. Unfortunately, one of many earth-moving vehicles brought in for this task has been the dormant and long-thought-dead entity behind Killdozer. It comes back to life and it's no more happy in the snow than it was on the island <laughs> in the original. With, with the residents, construction workers, including Clint Walker playing the son of his father's character in the World War II film, and authorities now fearing and fighting two supernatural forces, Killdozer and Snow Beast. What will become of the highway project or the residents counting on it? 
While that question simmers, a more pressing problem arises when Killdozer and Snowbeast cross paths. Will it be a fight to the death between primal supernatural forces? Will they team up to wipe out the people in their path? Is there anything that even two Clint Walkers can do to save the day? Stay tuned for Killdozer Meet Snowbeast, coming soon to a podcast near you. That's so good. And by the way, we, if he wants to write a radio play of that, I'm in. I'll be Clint That's Walker, not... too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'll be Clint Walker 1, I guess. Okay. Or I can make the sound. I'll make the sounds for the Killdozer and Snowbeast. Well, here's the thing. The, the, here's, the, here's the feather and Snowbeast cap. A lot of people don't know that Snowbeast is a very experienced mechanic. Oh. <sighs> So can, I didn't know that. <laughs> so if he can get close enough. He's got enough, those hands, those claws. <laughs> those big claws. If he can get close enough to the killdozer, he can he dismantle can... it. So, by the way, I've got my finger out. I'm pointing like this is a lesson I'm teaching you all. So, like, <laughs> so like what I'm saying is, when I was originally thinking about this, I was like, oh, it'll be impossible for him to defeat a killdozer because it's a killdozer. But because he's a mechanic, he can do it. He can do it. I think he's going to win this one. Yeah, part part of me when I saw it was like I saw him sort of running up the um the what is it the shovel or whatever it is in front of the killdozer yeah, yeah. and just pounding on it and pounding on it until it throws him off and then he gets up again and he just comes back and pounds on it and pounds on it and just just eventually he breaks through it to a point where the mechanics start breaking down and I don't you know what I haven't seen killdozer in so long it's it's some sort of possessed alien entity or something is. Is, is that what it is it is but i'll be honest i can't remember how they defeat it myself i've watched the movie it's got some really entertaining stuff in it it's based on what's the name of the author again theodore Stur- sturgeon, sturgeon. Yeah, yeah i mean i'm sure the story's really good um and i know robert yurik's in it and he's looking mighty fine but the- yeah. <laughs> but I've i always yeah of course <laughs> But I don't remember too much about the, like how he gets defeated. But I feel like if Clint Walker can defeat the Killdozer, is it Clint? I can't remember who even makes it to the end. I know Carl Betts is in that movie too. Um, I can't remember. I need to rewatch it. We'll do Killdozer eventually. I mean, you can't not yes. talk about Killdozer. Yeah, but anyway, I still feel like I still feel, I'm in the Snow Beast corner in this one. Mm-hmm. You guys? I'm gonna go with Snow Beast as well. I think that he. Uh, has the tenacity to defeat. Am I using that word correctly? Yes. That is, yeah. That's... To defeat the killdozer. Um, and I will say also that before I saw this one, uh, my original idea was killdozer and snow beast. So, <laughs> Greg Blanchard, you know, great minds think alike. But your synopsis was way better than what I was going to come up with. Um, I, I, uh, in, in my mind, yeah, I, I see it as being that, yeah, that he keeps it keeps it keeps pounding him down. He keeps leaping up onto it and punching it, and eventually he does something like where he punches through the control panel and like grabs sort of like the heart of it, maybe like something that's like glowing and green or something. I don't know, and he pulls it out and crushes it with his hand, and like the this green ooze goes all over his arm, and then the killdozer just dies. Yeah, I thought, I thought he would he, he would spin a cap off, you know, like a, uh-huh. I don't know what's inside a car, but like a cap in a car that stops oh, your car. You yeah. know, that's always happening. There's, there's the distributor a, cap or whatever. Distrib- that's it. Yep, yep. Maybe, maybe he puts too much water in its distributor he cap does, and it stalls. because he's a mechanic, guys. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and then that's yeah. it. And then and then Kildo's is like, next time, 
<laughs> you are mine. You are mine. And oh, I guess I guess then maybe it'd be something like sort of the fiend in the Don Dolor film. It'd be like next time you sort of see this strange red or green thing fly out and disappear into the distance. Let's get let's get Don Dolor to direct it. I wish he's dead. I but know he's he dead, can... but but look, we're we're making this in the past. He let's oh, let's bring in the Dolor. I love Don Dolor to I direct this. Have you have you I seen Blood him. Massacre? Yeah, it's yeah I love it because it's like I love they, Blood Massacre. Do they kill people with blood? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I have no, seen it. No, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it in the theater, guys. Which one? Blood Massacre? Yes. What? Get out of town. Yes, it was so good. It was so good. Yes, I've seen it. Um, I loved it. I'm not that familiar with Dolor's work as I should be, but I have seen Blood Massacre in the theater, and that's the feather of my cap. It's uh, I, I love the uh, I, the 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 video store that the yes, bad guys go in yes. the beginning is brilliant and the twist in it is like wow that's right that's right I only that's remember like the licking the blood scene remember oh, like would. the guy I can't remember his name that stars in it and there's a girl in there oh like, that guy the guy who's in Fiend and yeah Night he, he's famous oh, or I'm sorry a Galaxy Invader yeah I forget his name yeah he's I wish I could remember his name he's actually really good friends with somebody I know and um. He's and him and the, the girl that's there at the house. I think they start licking, like they get all bloody. Do you remember that? And there's like a weird sex scene, kind of. Do you remember? I it? think. I. You know what? I'll be honest. I I reviewed that for the Bleeding Skull book. I haven't watched it since then. Yeah. I don't remember that, it, but that sounds right. It's upsetting. Yeah. No, it's right. It's right. Yeah. Oh, it's right. <laughs> I remember it clearly, but like I don't remember who the, exactly the girl was. I feel like there's more than one girl, but like um, there's like some weird blood makeout scene it was originally called uh, blood makeout before they changed it to blood massacre <laughs> of course I, I i would love that this would be like don doler's uh, breakthrough film killdozer meets snow beast he would have done you it know? too that's the thing i think if somebody had come up to don doler and said hey could you do this for us he would he would be like oh my god i'm so ready but and way, you know oh go ahead oh, go sorry. ahead Oh, I was going to say and you know that acclaimed sci-fi author theodore sturgeon would have said don doler oh he made the alien factor do it do it, please do, do it. it. Now. Also, he looks like Bill Bixby. With Don Dolor? Yeah, he looks a little like Bill Bixby. So, and Bill Bixby was a director for TV. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so yeah, lots of sledgehammer episodes. Let's oh, do yeah. It. Okay, I'm in. Set. I'm set. in. Thank you, Greg. Yeah, Thank you, Greg. So good. And now we're going on to Nate. Oh boy. I can't wait. I can't wait. It'll be exciting. Okay. <laughs> oh, the title. Oh, and that was my dog shaking. That I don't know if y'all hear. heard him or not. That yeah. we heard, but that's okay. Uh, my title is Please Snow Beast Don't Hit Me in the Face. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The best. <laughs> that would have been so good. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to get that in there. Um, okay, so mine is called Snow Beast School for Girls. <laughs> and I've written. On a cold winter's day at the Salem Academy for Women, the headmistress Elizabeth, played by Lois Nettleton, Ooh. runs the academy with an iron fist. Newcomer Ruthie Ann, played by Kathleen Beller, oh. comes to the school to research the strange disappearance of her popular sister Lana, who was Morgan Fairchild. <laughs> it turns out that evil headmistress Elizabeth is planning a sacrifice and is in need of fresh blood to resurrect a demonic force. Meanwhile, the Academy is plagued with deaths where the victims have been ravaged by what appears to be a wild animal. The snow beast is on the prowl. Ruthie Ann meets a young teacher that she develops a crush on, Mr. English, the hunky Robert Urich. Oh. <laughs> he ventures outside to save a student one night from the snow beast and meets an unfortunate fate. A distraught Ruthie Ann and her roommate Cindy Joe, played by Dinah Manoff, discover that Elizabeth sacrificed Lana, 
but discovered too late that Lana was not the virginal sacrifice she needed. She zeroes in on Ruthie Ann one cold evening, and the final battle takes place. There's a vicious brawl in the attic of the school as Ruthie Ann and Cindy Joe fight Elizabeth, but the fight is interrupted when the snow beast arrives. He viciously tears into Elizabeth and prevents the sacrifice from taking place. The girls all flee the school during the fight, and they immediately grab gasoline cans and pour them on the outside of the school and light it on fire. The school burns down a second time, and the snow beast dies in the blaze. Or does he? Question mark. Oh my gosh. Of course he doesn't. No, I mean, they've never found his body. Ruthie Ann. Ruthie Ann, I was so attached to her when I watched it. You know, there's something yes. really powerful about her performance. Mm-hmm. Now, which way? Which actress played Ruthie Ann? Was that Kathleen Beller? Kathleen Beller. I think she makes another appearance on this list, by the way, guys. Um, which oh. I'm really <laughs> pleased about. But um, um, yeah, you can't. She's the best, Ruthie Ann, forever, mm-hmm. for life. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I have to agree with this. I, I, I think the thing about that, Nate, is that this suddenly occurred to me. Like, um, it, there are times when you sort of encounter, like, do you guys know how many Amityville-related movies have been made? Um, like thirty. And, yeah, bunch. exactly. And and that it, it, that's what that reminded me of is the moment you said that, Nate, and I tied that in with the ones we just heard, and I tied that in with Amanda's and the original. I thought this could like if we could go to like. I don't know if Italy still does stuff like this. Maybe we need to go to like South Korea or something. But but we go somewhere. We could make a thousand Snow Beast movies, a thousand variations of Snow Beast movies because that was super fun. And I I would anywhere. Yeah, they'd all be good. That's the thing. They'd all be good, and it would surprise some people. They'd be like, "Let me Google Snow Beast." Okay. what there are 40 snow beast movies <laughs> oh my god well, does it make you sad that they did make another snow beast movie and it's the one with john schneider no offense to john schneider he's very good in it but like and that's the movie we got when they could have had him going up against ruthie ann or uh, killdozer or a house yeah or ants uh, or, Ga- or Gar- oh, yeah. dar seberg yeah. or cocaine i mean like they weren't being creative yeah. at all no <laughs> Yeah, they they were. I mean, and the thing that movie had some of some charms, and we talked about it ad nauseum when we did it. But that movie had some of some charms, but it was just like it 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 didn't. It kept forgetting to be wonderful. Yeah, and that's what we that's what we need. All these synopses that I've heard this evening, and I'm going to let the side down hard. I think at the end, um, all these synopses have been wonderful. Yeah, they have. And They're so so. Good. so so it's like you just want to see Snow Beast one, Snow Beast two, Snow Beast three, Snow, you know, and it's just like you just want it. You just—it's like James Bond, you know. For forty years, we get Snow Beast films every like two or three years, and the Dan? budgets get bigger. Dan, I want yeah. it. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I want Could it, you Dan. Imagine? I want it. Could you imagine who's who's playing the Snow Beast now? They got Daniel Craig in the suit. Oh my god! Oh, so good. Oh my god, it's so hot. Oh. <laughs> You know, oh, I'm in. Yeah, I, I've never uh, wanted anything more in my entire life than forty show beast movies. <laughs> it's it's like I um when when I did um uh what the one of the weirdest things when I wrote my '80s action films book was I discovered there was a ripoff Italian Karate Kid movie called Karate Warrior. Is that the one with no? There's one with David Warbeck. It's the Karate. I don't think it's Karate Warrior. It's got but it's it feels like it's the Karate Kid ripoff. Yeah. But with David Warwick. Yeah, there, I, I, I'd have to look that up. This one has um, Dusty from Dallas in it. Um, Sue Ellen's um, 
Oh, well, Jared, Jared Martin. Martin. Oh my yes, gosh, I can't believe I haven't seen it because you know how I feel about Mr. Martin. I know. Yeah, and, and the thing about it is when I was <clears throat> when I was researching that book, I was like, oh, Karate Warrior, I have to watch this. Oh, there's a Karate Warrior 2, of course. Let me watch that. There's a 3. Okay. There's a 4? <laughs> there's a 5 are and they, a 6? Are they all Jared Martin? No, unfortunately. Um, he's only in the first one. Uh, but it's like, wait a minute, they made six of these movies that no one's ever heard of. Apart from a gentleman who I or, – or a lady, I actually don't know who it is, who I follow on Twitter who is named Karate Warrior. If you're listening, Godspeed. I, but um, it's – it's yeah, it's it, – it, that's one of those – that's how I feel so, Snow Beast would be. Sound okay, Beast. Well, here, Snow Beast would be. Here's the thing. How is there two karate movies starring my two favorite actors, David Warbeck and Jared Martin? And I haven't seen either one. And that David Warbeck movie, by the way, I looked it up real quick. It's called Karate Rock. I haven't seen that. I have no idea if it's really like The Karate Kid, but I think there's kids in it. But David Warbeck's mm. in it, and yeah. I feel like there's a double feature brewing inside my brain. Yeah, K- Karate Warrior. Uh, I prefer Karate Warrior too. Uh, Karate Warrior, yeah, is it does it's set up just like Karate Warrior. He has the Ooh, training. It's which one? By- which one is Jared Martin? He's the first one. That's yeah. the one I'm watching. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's I. I I, I think it's it's Fabrizio De Angelis. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh wait, 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 Nate, can you say that name for us in Italian? Please. Which name? Fabrizio De Angelis. Um, Fabrizio De Angelis. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. It was I super should, authentic. I should speak more Italian. You should. I, as, it's far as, I, I, as far as I'm concerned, you're speaking Italian all the time, Nate. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And, and or Fabrizio, Latin or Greek. I can't figure it yeah. out yet. Fabrizio produced like uh, The Beyond and House by the Cemetery and like four or six of Lucio Fulci's best films from the late 70s, early 80s. And he knows so. Jared Martin. Yeah. Well, Jared oh Martin of Lucio Fulci movie. I can't remember the name of it with um, Fred Williamson. It's like a futuristic, like the something barbarian or something. Yeah, the new something. barbarians. Yeah, yeah, new yeah. Which I've seen because it's Jared That's super Martin. Fun. Yeah, that's um, super fun. Yeah. We're getting off on a tangent, though, because those aren't TV movies. We went but... off on a tangent. How do we get to Lucio Fulci uh, post-apocalyptic need Because Lucio Fulci is the only man who could bring us 40 Snow Beast movies on time. Oh, yes. That's right. <laughs> With Fa- Fabrizio uh, uh, producing them. Yeah. That would be some gory Snow Beast movies, too. <laughs> they'd be good. Oh, yeah, so they'd be really fun. Oh, yes. I watched I watched The Beyond again the other night, and I always forget how gory that is. I love that movie because the American dub of it, uh, everything that's in that movie, what I remember most is Martha and Artha. Like, his name's <laughs> Arthur, but they, they rhyme it, right? Yes. It's yeah. so awkward. Yeah. So good. It's a really good movie, though, because, you know, David Warbeck. Isn't yes, it? we're back to David Warbeck. Warbeck, and and can I go to um uh, if if we're if we're done chatting about Nate's, I can go to uh, uh, one of our listeners, Mr. David Dean. Yeah, let's get going. Yes, all right, David Dean, Mr. Dean, Snow Beast versus Frankenstein. Yes, 1977, directed by the Moxie, John yep. Llewellyn Moxie, I produced by too. Dan Curtis. Snow Beast has narrowly escaped his duel with studs, Robert Logan and Bob's, <laughs> Bo, Bob, Bo Svensson, and makes his way into the ski lodge to rest. <laughs> From across the room, it sees a hulking figure approach. It is none other than the 1974 Dan Curtis Frankenstein monster <gasps> played by Bo Svensson. Oh, we've got doubles oh. here. This is so weird. 
Bo's fence and monster is sensitive and wants to make nice, but Snow Beast ain't having it and goes into beast mode. The two fight to the death. Snow Beast is victorious, even though it was a nasty fight. Snow Beast used the suplex, a comic drop, and pile driver to defeat the Svensson monster. <laughs> wow. Shock ending. The lodge door opens and in saunters a tequila soaked, sweaty, and horned up Andy Griffith straight out of Prey of the oh, Wildcats. So good. He traded in his motorcycle for a snowmobile and came <laughs> to the lodge to score with some sweet 70s feather hair babes. The snow beast has never felt such fear in his life as Griffith locks the door and starts to whip and nay nay sexily towards Snow Beast. We hear a howl as the screen goes black. This is the battle to end all battles, which will include claws, fists, fangs, and possibly some twerking. <laughs> you know what? I just I I feel like at the end, as it goes to black, we're gonna hear uh, Andy Griffith go, "I'm a hippie with money." <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> I'm impressed that Andy Griffith knew how to whip a nay nay back in 1977. <laughs> He's Andy Griffith. You know? Yeah, he, he can do anything. He, this he was. Guy. Yeah, I know. And he and twerk. And twerk. Although I think Snow Beast did the twerking. Yes. Well, Snow Beast, it's a, I, you have to have like a really plump butt to get your good twerk on. And I feel like I feel like Snow Beast's butt is probably something to behold, <laughs> guys. Yes. I'm just saying. Like yeah. I said earlier, Dan, I want it. Oh yeah, this is good. This is good. I, I and I like too that I, I'm guessing it's it's going to be. Uh, do, did he put a date on 77? Oh, we can do. I'm guessing it's a 90 minute one, so it's be 71, 72 yeah, yeah. minutes. So I'm guessing if if you watch it without commercials, the first 80, uh, 60 minutes, sorry, would be nothing but fighting, and then you'd think um, the Snow Beast is one, and the last 10 minutes is Andy Griffith showing up. Well, the thing is, it was so low budget that when Snow Beast went to sit down, not Snow Beast, when Swenson went to sit down after the fight, um, you know, and be like, oh man, I thought we'd defeat him, but we didn't. Then he had to run into makeup real quick and then come out and run back into the lodge as oh, Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those, I like... I bad for they, Frankenstein. Yeah, I do. I always hmm. feel bad for Frankenstein, but you know, it reminds me of, um, like, it would be like an uh, ABC Wide World mystery movie because it'd be shot on video, don't you think? Oh, yeah, Definitely. Oh, the like Werewolf of Woodstock. Yep. Yeah, it'd it be just, just like, like that. that. Yeah. Oh my god, why didn't we put him up against the Werewolf of Woodstock? Why didn't we oh, do that? Oh crap, I said it out loud now and it's the best thing ever. <laughs> you <Yes>. damn hippies! <laughs> and then Andy Griffith shows up and he says, but I'm a hippie with money. And then oh. it's all intertwined. Oh, oh so good. This is so oh. good. I yeah. love it. But I do agree that Frankenstein's monster, I should say, is very sympathetic. And yes, yeah. <sighs> I feel like he should he should win. Yeah, he you want the sympathetic guy, to, but then it's funny. Like if if Snow Beast, who's not sympathetic, wins, and then Andy Griffith, who ain't sympathetic, fights him, you do have the. It does beg the question: Who should I root for here? It, it makes you know, me think I, of that Madonna song: "Who is the master and who is the slave?" Of course, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> of course, you were. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is this is a fun one. I I like the I like the fact that it's what what is it NBC late what is it no what it's is ABC the... Wide World Mystery ABC what I I've I've I watched. added that they, they, David I'm they, sorry Dave Dean I'm sorry oh no they 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 um they're the ones who do the they they're the ones who show the thrillers yes. Oh yeah, so good. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, I could see this on video where it cuts from um the end of Snow Beast on film. And then suddenly you see like the snow beast stumble around, and suddenly it's on video. But what's really great is at the at the shock ending part two, mm. Gary Collins shows up, 
And he doesn't oh even do gosh. anything. He just looks from, like Gary Collins, and it's amazing. And you think it's from, what is his, that show, The Sixth Sense or whatever yeah, that well, show? Yeah, he's in he's two in. thrillers. That's why I kind of thought of him. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. He is. Because he's yeah. in Only a Scream Away and Dial a Deadly Number, my two favorite um, thriller episodes, because one is David Warbeck and the other one's just really freaky. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, like, I feel like Gary Collins should show up at the end end. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like Ash does at the end of the Evil Dead remake. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah like that. And people mm-hmm. will be like, oh, I think I understand, but they don't because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> okay, I'm thinking. I, uh, <laughs> no, I, I think that works. I, I, I would love it too, yeah, if it was something where sort of like um, when something like, say, uh, cr- uh, cr- Criminally Insane 2, Big Fat Crazy Ethel 2, segues from the film at the beginning to Ethel on video. I'd, I'd like it to look like that, where she, where, where Snow Beast, like, is, is, is wounded and just stumbles into the ski lodge and suddenly it goes to video. And then, and then, wait, wait, wait. Nate, what does Buck Flower say? He says, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. I, and then Tanya Roberts comes in. And she's hot. Yeah, and then we all say, my God. My God. <laughs> I just, I just rewatched the Back to Fe- Future trilogy this past weekend and Buck, uh, Buck Flowers is oh, the bum. That's right. That's and right. and I every time I see him I just think my God although he doesn't he doesn't actually say that in Back to the Future you know have you guys seen Berserker yeah oh sure like, yeah does he just I love think, is he in another movie because it's like it's like this tour de force acting like it's I've like, never oh, seen Buckflower yes but he's really uh, good welcome. and you're like I feel like he's in a separate film like somebody told him it was a good movie. <laughs> And he's like, oh, I should try. And so, like, he comes in and does this really amazing performance. Like, it's kind of intense, and yeah. and really good. And then, and then it's it's Berserker. I'm confused. I, did, did I I I I forget if I mentioned this the uh, the um, Joseph Allen Johnson from Slumber Party Massacre and Iced. His girlfriend in that movie is a girlfriend of Bobby Ewing near the end of Dallas. Oh really? Oh, I know yeah, who and, you're talking about. Is she blonde? Uh, I, I, I actually don't remember if she's blonde. I want to say she's more brunette. Okay, because remember that blonde girl comes in. I'm because mm-hmm. I'm still on like season nine or ten. Okay, this is near the very oh, end. Okay, There's okay. this. This isn't a. This isn't a spoiler. Like Bobby goes to the West Coast uh, for a brief period, and he meets this gal. And I was watching it with my wife, and I said. That's Joseph Allen Johnson's girlfriend from Berserker. And my wife said, please stop talking during the Dallas episodes. <laughs> I said, I'm sorry, dear. I but, didn't, but she, I she didn't shows realize, up. I didn't realize uh, that that guy is in Berserker. Like, I don't think I made the connection with the same actor. And I think you've said it before, but for some reason I, it's just I, now clicking with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He's not as cute, though, as the guy that played Corey. In no. Iced. Iced. Yeah. Corey and Iced is like one of the cutest guys I've ever seen. And I'm oh, just going to sure. put that out there. Even when he's but what got about ki- Carl? Even, no, not Carl. Even when he's got pie coming out of his mouth, when he's stabbed uh. in the neck, I want him. I want Dan. Oh, uh, Dan, I want it. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. We talked about Iced a while ago, and uh, I know. I, I know think I kind of gushed over Corey. Yes, yes. Um, uh, but, um, yeah. I, I like that Snowbeast versus Frankenstein. I, 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 I think I like that. I think I like it because it feels very primal. Just 
almost like a wrestling match, just well, hand it over to the monsters. It's nonstop. It's like it's like just get rolling with it and let's just keep it going. It's kind of like the movie She Cried Murder, where she has to like run from Telly Savalas to the whole film. The it's just like time. yeah, it's just like a big chase through for like. 90 minutes and so yeah that i like that and i think that's very tv movie-esque i think you can do that especially if they're in a really big um ski lodge right so like there's lots of places that they can go they can even make it kind of slashery you know what i mean like stalking the halls and it could be really fun and i really yeah. think hollywood wants to make it <laughs> right now right or now. right now or don doler's ghost wants to make <laughs> it. one of them will do it one I of the two you. one of the two <laughs> um uh shall i go on to the next one would you please Yes, this is Ralph. Sorry, Ralph R- Rollard. Yeah, Rollard? Think, I'm looking at it. I'm thinking Rollard, 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 Rollard. Ralph. Hey, thanks, Ralph. This is Intruder Within the Woods, I believe. Uh, a mashup of Snow Beast and The Intruder Within from 1981. <clears throat> Survivors of the Zortan oil rig incident: <laughs> Jake Nerens, Chad Everett, yes. and Colette. Baudreau, Jennifer Warren, are enjoying their honeymoon in a certain Colorado ski resort when they meet Professor Richard Pickman, Bradford Dillman. Pickman says he's there investigating stories of the snow beast. In fact, he's there working for Zortan, investigating an abandoned coal mine where he has found another creature like the one from the oil rig. Sheriff Paraday, Clint Walker, becomes involved when the body count starts and is puzzled when the remains don't match previous kills from the snow beast. Newlyweds Jack and Colette recognize the damage, though. The snow beast becomes involved when it senses an intruder in its territory who will be left alive after they meet. I see what you did there, Ralph, and I like it. So this is, I don't know if you guys have seen The Intruder Within. I have not it, yet. It's basically like Alien on an oil rigger. Yeah. And the, the uh, so I'm not exactly sure how Ralph envisioned the creature because there's two versions of it. And I don't want to be too spoiler because I do want to cover this movie. It's a really interesting film. But um, there's like a little creature and then it's a big creature. And I, and when I was reading this, it occurred to me he probably meant the big creature, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking of the little creature. <laughs> and so, sure. and I like the little creature version of it in my head. First of all, I think this is really brilliant because I actually buy this as like a legitimate yeah mashup between too. two yeah. films. He's really Definitely. like the details are in one paragraph are pretty astounding, and I would watch this like in a heartbeat. Um, mm-hmm. But and so I really like the way he interwove them. But I have to say, if I was the ABC executive, I'd have to make it the little the little intruder, the little mm-hmm. intruder that could. The little int- <laughs> the little intruder, this Christmas on ABC. And right after Small Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> the Small Wonder Christmas special. Oh my yeah, god! Why didn't we, we put Snowbees up against Small Wonder? <laughs> so good there's so uh, many this that's snowbees number 36 guys could you i mean i you you know that the gals from the facts of life go on a vacation to colorado and they come up against snowbees right they, do they go with pippa you which know, the, one's pippa's the australian one that shows up like in the last two seasons I don't remember Pippa. That was maybe passed by. I, I my my um, uh, coverage of the Facts of Life canon isn't as strong as it could be. No, I guess not because I'm really disappointed that you don't know who Pippa is. 
really oh, that's, supported Dan. That's that's a heartbreaker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like this, but this is like legit. Like I love this one. And as I was reading it, I was like, well, first of all, Bradford Dillman has my heart forever. <clears throat> yes. And Chad yeah. Everett. I mean, he's really cool. And Clint Walker's in it. I mean, it's such a perfect like mixing of two really good horror films mm-hmm. that like that like I can seriously buy. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Is like a mashup. So I'm totally yeah. into it. I'm totally into it. I'd watch it. So Nate, have you seen The Intruder Within? No, I haven't. I would like to see it. So, yeah, if we ever cover it, that'd be fun. Yeah, I should put that on our list because I feel like that's kind of a, one of those unheralded monster movies from TV that people have kind of forgotten about. And um, I only watched it recently for the first time in 2016, maybe. And mm. when I did my talk at in London, I actually made a clip reel of small monsters. And, um, and I showed uh, the small monster from that. And so um, I guess that's why I think of him more than the big one. Mm-hmm. Because I, because I'm so connected to the little one. Yeah. He's really cute. Like when he kills, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. It's a, it's a really, it's like really violent. Um, <laughs> it's really good. Okay. So that was really good. That one, yeah, that one I'm you. sending money to start the Kickstarter because. Yeah. Although you'll be, it'll be hard to get Chad Everett and Clint Walker in it. Mm. And Bradford Dillman. Everybody yeah. <laughs> my soul cast is dead except for Jennifer Warren. So <laughs> that's really disappointing. But um, we'll figure out a way to get them back. Money talks, yeah, guys. Th- Money talks. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Ralph. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was that was a very, very concise. I really like that one. Yeah, I really like that one. I, I, could feel, I could feel that one. Even though I haven't seen it true within, I can I can gauge what is happening in that. So, uh, And we'll let's go into the last one here. Yeah. I don't remember um, if he not, had a not, title not or not. So can you give me a second? Because yeah. I feel like I might have omitted his title. Um, okay. Yeah, oh, it's uh, yeah, it's just Bad Ronald versus Snow Beast. So why don't you yes. go ahead? Yeah, that's it. Christopher Ellis, thank you, thank you, Chris. Uh, it seems that Bad Ronald, Scott Jacoby, reprising the Jacoby. role. Jacoby. Jacoby. Oh crap! It could be Jacoby. I'm starting again. <laughs> ja- is it Jacoby? Okay. <clears throat> Going again. It seems that Bad Ronald, Scott Jacoby, reprising the role, escaped police custody within moments of his arrest. He hides in a boxcar in an eastbound train, eventually ending up in Colorado. When Ronald sees the snow on the ground, he mistakenly believes he's on the East Coast, thus safe from the police. Taking full advantage of his rat-like abilities, Bad Ronald is soon hiding in the tool shed of the ski resort and stealing food from the dumpster. At night, Ronald obsessively peeks in windows at the lodge where a sexy ski instructor named Bunny, Jacqueline Smith, soon catches his eye. Meanwhile, new sheriff L.Q. Jones and his randy deputy, Bo uh, Hopkins, I want are, it. I want it. Are, are trying to solve a series of unsolved murders, which they believe to be the work of a rogue grizzly bear. Both men are also vying for Bunny's attention. Before long, Bunny is kidnapped by the snow beast and hauled away to his mountain lair. Ronald witnesses the kidnapping and pursues the beast on a stolen snowmobile, followed by the sheriff, the deputy, and a beautiful vacationing zoologist, Catherine Bell- Kathleen Beller. We got another Kathleen Beller up here. Oh, yeah. Good. Yes. So good. Um, Gosh. Yeah, I really like this. But the thing is, I feel like Bad Ronald's going to defeat Snow Beast and then kidnap Jack Bunny, Bunny again. And then he's going to take her to his lair where he's made little cartoons on the wall. Maybe it's a trilogy, a Bad Ronald trilogy. And the, mm-hmm. the end of part two is but, the defeat of the snow. So. But I really feel like the, the duel here is L.Q. Jones and Bo Hopkins fighting for Bunny's heart. And so that's oh. the matchup I'm going to talk about briefly. If I was Bunny, and I would love to be Bunny, I would love to be Bunny at this point, I would have to go, and I'm sorry, L.Q. Jones, I love you, you know I love you, Brotherhood of Satan is amazing, but Bo Hopkins, 
circa dynasty oh my god oh, <laughs> omg oh sweet 16 omg so oh yes hot. yeah he is so hot and so i really feel like bo hopkins is going to win everything he's going to win the heart of bunny he's going to win over snow beast he's going to defeat uh, bad ronald and he's going to leave with nary a hair out of place because he's just that perfect guy. He's just like mutant with Wings Hauser, man. He's gonna be, <laughs> <laughs> he's in there, right? It's gonna be like yes, yeah, yeah. it's gonna be the best. And he's gonna have that little southern accent that he has, and that little gentle way he has about himself. And he's just gonna he's just gonna defeat all the bad. Do you think that this might be the last of the Snow Beast movies where he convinces Snow Beast to go good? Bo Hopkins can convince people to do whatever they want. I truly believe lo- that. And then, like over the over the closing credits, you get those things where it's like you know the sheriff went on to do this, you know, Animal House style. Yeah, that's and right. The last one is like like Snow Beast working at a local high school, like as a cafeteria guy or something. That's like that. really funny because he's in American Graffiti, and that's how American Graffiti ends. Oh sure, yeah. So it's actually like very, it's almost meta, like it's tying back yeah. to like the film that made him famous. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm so into it, Dan. I want it. I know. I want I it so bad. I want it so bad. <laughs> I've never wanted anything so bad in my entire life. Make it happen. Uh, Make it happen. I will, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's, um, <laughs> is Fabrizio still alive? I bet he could. He could bring it in for us, guys. Pull, this, pull this, 40 of these. Here, the cast is actually still alive at this point, so we could probably pull this one off. Oh, perfect. Yes. So, Nate, who do you think would win this uh, match of uh, Bad Rival versus Snow Beast? Um, well, I think Snow Beast is just a lot more vicious than Bad Ronald. He is, he is. So unfortunately, I think Snow Beast might win this one. But you know, Bad Ronald, he killed people by accident. So like, what if like he was just standing there and he's just like, Bunny, I'm here to help you. And the Snow Beast falls off a cliff by accident. That could happen. I was thinking <laughs> the Snow Beast might just trip and fall and hit his head. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, well, that's the end of you. Yeah, oh my gosh. That's kind of what happened. Bad Ronald just accidentally happened to be around when like people died. And but what if what if he snow beast hit his head and got amnesia and suddenly he felt he wasn't a snow beast or something like that? What if it became like three sisters? You know the oh, movie Sissy Spacek? Yeah, yeah, and Shelley yeah, Duvall yeah. Uh, and he I'll, starts to yeah, think yeah. that he's Shelley Duvall. Oh my gosh. Yeah, wouldn't that be awesome? It'd be the best. Or or he becomes like Blanche Dubois in Streetcar Named Desire <laughs> and he just always always relied on the kindness of strangers kind of thing yeah well it'd be really great if he got if he got amnesia there's actually Jacqueline Smith movie where she does get amnesia so we could probably merge those two sure but like so when you say that I'm picturing him in like a series of lifetime movies you know like a moment of truth movie Snow Beast wouldn't wouldn't that be and and the drunk driving incident like 40 years from now when they write the Snow Beast filmography book they'll have that strange period of about six years where they made eight Snow Beast um (laughs) Sort of uh, disease of the week and issue of the week type movies. Yeah, it'd be really good. It's so good when Snow Beast is like at the bedside of his best friend yeah. who's dying. It'll be like Brian's song, but it'll be Snow Beast's song. Yes. <laughs> and then Snow Beast has trouble with alcohol and the stuff. The morning after. And... Snow Beast's yeah. morning after. Or sensitive, passionate Snow Beast. And there'll be one where he actually gets addicted to cocaine, and at some point he stops and he closes his eyes, and they show clips from him being attacked by the cocaine monster. You know, we also could have had him go up against a truck driver and duel. Yeah, that's right. Go and he still might. The... We haven't gotten to yours yet. He still might. But he still. I feel like I feel like this was a good one to end as far as the entries because we yes. ended on Bo Hopkins. And if yeah. I can, if I can have a happy ending with Bo Hopkins, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I I am very pleased and satisfied as a woman. Yeah, I yeah I. I... <laughs> Don't get too excited for me, Dan. It's a it's a real personal thing. It is. And I, well, I was I was looking at Scott Jacoby's name Jacoby. and thinking I pronounce it. You know, wrong. you might be saying it yeah. right. I've never actually heard it out loud. I also have to realize, like when I'm at work, I actually make these same kind of jokes, and I feel like I'm going to get fired. And so maybe I maybe by doing this at home and at work, I'm doing bad things. I'm not really like this. No, I'm not really a vixen or anything like that. Oh, I'm not. No. I'm not. But like at work, we were talking about. So like we keep finding. So I work in an archive, right? And we keep finding like adult items in some of the collections. Because sometimes people just put stuff in a box and they, they didn't realize that they put in a photograph or like a Playboy or something like that. And my coworker keeps stumbling on like Playboys and Hustlers and like all these funny things that people put in boxes. And we're doing this, we're merging into a new computer system and we were going to make a fake collection as an example and it was going to be called this worker's name, who I won't say, um, Collection of Pornographic Archival Materials. <laughs> and, and so I said that gives a new meaning to the word box. And not only was my boss there, but my boss's boss was there. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to get fired for doing that. And then later on, my boss walks up to my boss, who's a guy, walks up to my boss's boss and says, hey, I've got something for your box. Oh, that's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm really corrupting everybody around me. And I realize I just did that oh, tonight. I'm sorry. Oh, you're you're delightful. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, please. Some of our listeners right now are clutching their pearls and they're very upset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they're gonna—they're hopefully going to get excited with my oh, entry. Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah, Dan. Let's hear what you what you have. And by the way, thank you for reading all those because you do those so much better than me. Oh, of course. Oh, of course. Of course. Um, and mine might be a minute or so longer than yours because as hard as I try, I always overdo yes. it slightly. Um, yes. Uh, but I, I, yeah, you know, I did, I did, I did, I did two. But I'm gonna give you my main one and just mention my second one. I knew that was gonna happen. End. I'm gonna cut you off and edit it out, Dan. I, I know, I know. All this is gonna <laughs> be gone. So hey, I love you all. I love you all. Um, so what this is is we are in <clears throat> 1974, and this oh, is pre-Snow Beast. The, the yeah, th- that's what makes it weird. Uh, <laughs> is that um, this is um, the uh, actually this is going to make it. This is this is we're going to call this a prequel to two films and a sequel to two films. Bear with me, okay? Because this is the movie that. Uh, no, I don't want to say that. That's a spoiler. Um, this is the third never made Kolchak Ooh, film. Oh, good, good. Called called the night skier oh so good so he's been thrown out of seattle at the end of the night stalker and he's got joanne paflug with of him course, who i'm gonna call miss, <laughs> i'm gonna call her miss p okay. throughout and and so he he's trying to find a new city to go to and he says i'm going to colorado and ski you didn't know that he was a big skier he is kolchak loves skiing so he and Miss Paflood go there, and of course, and I'm going to try to abbreviate this as much as I can, of course, soon after he arrives, um, a man is found dead, sort of, <clears throat> on sort of the, uh, uh, you know, because you, you have sort of the, the lodge, and you have sort of a small town, and a guy is found dead on the edge of the, um, where the uh, ski slopes begin, in the snow, and uh, at first, uh, Kolchak is like, no, I'm not going to get involved. I'm here for skiing. But then the next night, he and uh, Miss P are in a bar. And uh, she goes to powder her nose. 
and uh, a lovely uh, black-haired woman, played by Belinda Montgomery with a thick German oh. accent, comes up to him. Oh, I know where this is begins- going. I totally know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew, I knew you would. Um, begins to flirt with him, and he kind of like he, he's not unreceptive, but when Miss P comes back, he's like, "I'm with her," and the gal leaves, and goes and talks with another guy. And a few months later, they see her leave with that guy, and. <clears throat> Uh, Miss P and Kolchak, I don't remember her name from the movie, um, but they're uh, they're going to do some night skiing. As they leave the bar or lodge or wherever it is and begin to walk towards the slope, they hear a, a man scream, and they run out there, and they find a, a dead guy in the snow, and he's got these huge puncture marks in his chest, and there are these really weird prints going up sort of the mountain. And a bunch of people crowd around, and the cops show up, <clears throat> And the sheriff, played by Ed Asner, and the um, uh, DA, played by Roy Thinnes, kind of show up. And and Kolchak tries to ask them some questions, a lot of uh, with uh, uh, along with other reporters, but they kind of shove him off, shove him off. So Kolchak is like, okay, well, something weird's going on here. And they they ski the next uh, night, and uh, ski the next day. I'm sorry, and uh, they're skiing 24/7, pretty much is what they're doing, and. <laughs> Uh, and Kolchak is sort of doing like a, a Blair Witch kind of thing. He's interviewing people randomly, just kind of going up to them. Tell us about, have you heard anything? This kind of thing. Is there anything going on? Are there any legends on this mountain? That kind of thing. The, he meets up with either a man or a woman who's uh, a little screwball who says there's a cave you may want to check out. So during the day, Kolchak goes to check out this cave. It's a weird cave and it's kind of big and then it gets smaller and smaller. And... <clears throat> He finds two things in it of interest. One, there's a very small door that's maybe like five foot tall, very thin, completely covered with boards that has sort of weird talisman hanging in front of it. And he also finds some cobwebs. That night, he and Mrs. P, Miss P see that woman again lead a man out to somewhere. They follow them. They get delayed for some reason or other. They hear the scream. They rush out there. They see the guy dead body. They see the prince in the snow. They follow the prince. The prince lead to the cave. They go into the cave. They walk around for a bit. And they find like a, what looks like a human skin on the ground with like black hair on the top of it. And they're like, what the hell is that? They hear really weird rustling and like a strange scream. And holy crap, they're attacked by a gigantic black widow spider. Yep. Miss Miss P gets out of there, but Kolchak has to run deeper into the cave because of where he's standing. He ends up breaking a few uh, boards off of this little uh, doorway and hides in the doorway. Now, now the spider, even if it could break the boards, which it might, um, can't get in. It's too large to get into the space. It can't get to Kolchak, so Kolchak is okay here. But he's freezing, and it's the middle of the night. So he takes some of these boards and he lights them, knowing full well that in a bit the smoke is going to overcome him, but he needs to just warm up before he can risk running past the spider again. He falls asleep for a little bit. When he wakes up maybe an hour or two later, he isn't overcome by smoke, but he's sitting in water. He looks up and he sees that the ceiling of this room is ice. All ice. And there is something visible in the ice. He pulls out his flashlight, shines it at the ice, and his eyes light up, and we see the snow beast 
in the ceiling, frozen in the ceiling, as if it was freeze frame, like leaping down onto him. Frozen. Commercial break. And and a commercial break. And he stands. Well, actually, this might be the commercial break. He stands up and he shines the light at the snow beast, just going up and down the body, going, "What the hell is this?" And then he stops at the face of this frozen thing, and the eyes move, and they look right at him. Commercial break, and suddenly the ice begins to crack and begins to break, and he said, holy crap, and he picks up a huge burning piece of wood, dash it, he was going to try to wait till morning, and he dashes out into the hallway, the spider comes at him, but he jabs the, the flaming uh, board at the spider, and it kind of backs up for a bit, kind of the front of it catches on fire as it shrieks, and he takes off running, and then we just get a scene where you see the, the burning um, uh, uh, spider, uh, which isn't, which is going to go out in a moment it's it's not terribly burning it's just a little bit burning and then the camera pans past a, along the cave wall stops at the door and then <laughs> this huge things burst out screaming and so now suddenly you got a snow beast going wild ripping throats you got a black widow spider killing guys and the uh, and the sheriff won't believe it the da won't believe it no one will believe it the only people that will are miss p kolchak and a young professional skier slash amateur monster hunter played by Ben Murphy oh. who have to try to stop the two monsters who seem to be working together but eventually get in a bit of a battle. Yeah, it's over money. Yes, exactly. Possibly. So there are, I, I have other theories as to what the Snow Beast was doing there and to why they might be working together, but I won't say those here. But that's my thing, and I, I don't know what it's – oh, it's called The Night Skier. Yes, that's right. It. I love that title. Yeah, I thought so it'd be good. Fun. Why didn't they yes. do that? They should. They should <laughs> what did they think of that? Stupid. And of course, yeah, it's written by Richard Matheson, and, and the Moxie is back. Oh, so, so good. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun. And you know, it's interesting because on my way here, I actually considered Scorzeni as one of the um, oh, um, Snow Beast uh, matchups because I thought, ooh, he's creepy. And then I thought of the guy from the Norlis tapes because then oh, I sure, could talk yeah. about Roy Thinnis. Oh yes, who is yeah. on the same level as Bo Hopkins, but um, but I went with Parker Stevenson because he's he is better than all of them wrapped in one, and I said that out loud because I meant it. So um, yeah, that's really good, Dan. I don't know if like I feel like their fight over money is going to destroy both of them. There, there, there. It's not quite a fight over money. It, it's sort of a fight over money. There's something, or, or maybe it's know, a fight over like um, refrigerator space. You know what I mean. <laughs> Well, there's there's something going on with an underground cave uh, lake, and there's something with a inter uh, 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 a sort of uh, not extra species is a romance sure. and things like well, that. Well, that's really progressive of you, Dan. I won't go. You know, no one's ever really done the um, story where a gigantic black widow spider who becomes a human woman falls in love with a um, ages old but, um, abominable. But she didn't have to like decapitate him. Isn't that what spiders do? Black widows after they mate. Yeah, they only bite the heads off. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be tough on Snow Beast. I, it's it's um well the thing is that that might have something to do with how Snow Beast got um, stuck in the ceiling, which spoiler may not be a ceiling at all. Oh, it was a weird sex den. No, possibly that's that's where yes yes that's where well, yes exactly okay. no 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 no, <laughs> but maybe I mean maybe yeah. yeah that's what it was that's what it was. Nate, do you think it was a sex yeah. den? I will go with that, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's it's solved. Mystery solved. Yep, there you go. <laughs> and so, Nate, do you have any thoughts about Snow Beast versus uh, the, what do you call that, Curse of the Black Widow? Night Skier. 
Yeah. Oh, no, it was awesome. Uh, I like when Dan gives his descriptions because they're, they're very detailed, so you can really picture it in your head. I'm picturing the big black spider. Mm. Yeah, just just like flying towards you, making With those snow bees. Well, the, yeah. the great thing about the, about the Black Widow is that they have Black Widow cam in that movie. So, like, yes. you see a hundred of, like, the victim as it's chasing it him, you know? And so, like, I picture, like, a hundred little snow geese. <laughs> Or a hundred Darren McGavins. Which I love like, both. I yes. love both. Give me a hundred of each, please. And send them mm-hmm. to my house, along with a hundred of the little creatures from, um, oh my god, what's the name of that movie? Attack of the Beast Creatures. Send me a hundred <laughs> Beast Creatures, a oh, hundred yes. yeah, Darren McGavins, yeah. and a hundred Snow Beasts, and let's have a party. Let's do it. And send Bo Hopkins mm-hmm. while you're at it. <laughs> <laughs> Just one. I can't handle more than one Bo Hopkins, guys. Oh, you know, he would destroy me. Not- would you give me just 30 seconds to tell you my other idea real seconds, quick? 30 seconds, Dan. Do, do, because do, I think... Do, do, do. No, 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 27 seconds. 27 okay. 25 no, 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 this, kidding, kidding, Go ahead. We got, this one is, there are two snow beasts, and they're working in tandem. And one of them attacks a newly um, opened antique shop, which has relocated from Maine to Cal- uh, Colorado. And the the snow beast attacks the proprietor of the shop. The owner isn't there yet. He's on the way. But for some for in some strange for some strange reason, the snow beast is killed and drained of all his or her blood. So the other snow beast burns that body, and as that snow beast is sleeping in his or her cave that evening, he hears like a like a tap on the outside of the cave. And when he looks outside of the cave, he sees his snow beast friend floating around and floating around and beckoning him to come out. So the snow beast is like, hell yeah, I'm going to see my friend. The snow beast steps out and is instantly swarmed by all these creatures. And suddenly it becomes vampire snow beast. Well, we see when he owned here's here's where I went with it. When he mm-hmm. went to so be Richard Lynch vampire. No, no, Salem's Lot. Oh, Salem's Lot. I'm sorry. Okay, that's much better. Okay, but when you said when you said the this is where my mind went when you said that there was a antique shop, I thought of Friday the Thirteenth, the TV series. <laughs> well, it could be no it, the the original synopsis yeah. I created for this. I was trying not to do it as fast. Had much more um, layering. It to It makes more sense but when it, you say Salem's Lot. I'm yeah. sorry, my mind totally went oh. somewhere else, and that's all I could think about no. when you were describing it. Even though Salem's Lot is way more famous than the, yeah. the first episode of Friday the Thirteenth, the TV series, which is good in its own right. But which is good. Is that was that a doll in that one? I think I so. I can't remember now, but. Um, but like I just remember, like they kind of inherited that antique shop, and then yes. I thought you were going to tell me that the snow beast got drained of all its blood, and then like they put it well, in I a shop, so. and then the snow and it got bought, and oh. the snow beast has to go from person to person as the doll, the snow beast withered doll head like or whatever too. goes from place to place. I like that too. I was hoping when I said New England or Maine yeah. or whatever it is, I said that that would give. Yeah, you that know what? I feel really. Away. I feel like I really let my cred down. Oh, please! This I did this said that so fast. By going, I was hoping to like the the vampire floating in in the yeah. I know that totally. Doorway. That all makes sense. But like, I'm like Friday the Thirteenth, the TV series. That's super obscure. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not even a TV movie. It's a series. And then and mm-hmm. that's all I could think about. When so I was picturing the guy with the beard, you know, runs the place. <laughs> so and John Lemay oh, and Roby. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I went somewhere else, and I feel really stupid about it. But it's good. Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Nate, did you think of Friday the 13th, the TV series? 
I haven't seen that series in so long. I actually didn't think about it until you said it, and now I am thinking about <laughs> it. It's all I can think about. <laughs> we should <laughs> watch it. Serious. I always enjoy it. Yeah. We yeah, might actually right. in the future. So um, that'd be fun. I think it might yeah. be. Yeah, because that's a series I've been wanting to revisit. So maybe we'll pluck a couple episodes um, of that. Mm. Um, very good, Dan. Uh, you came. Oh yeah, prepared. that that was. That was the that was the backup. So you came prepared. So those are okay. So we get to do the drawing now. Yes. Oh, please. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So I don't know if everybody can hear this. Those are all the names in a hat. Can you hear that? I, we can. Okay. Good. I think. I'm just gonna do that for like yes, an hour. Yes, I can hear it. Can you guys hear that? Hey, everybody, can you hear it? Okay. So here. Okay. I'm gonna mix it up. I'm gonna mix it up. I'm gonna mix it. Up. If I was Allie on the Young and the Restless chat, I would actually film this so people knew what I was doing. But you have to trust that I'm gonna pull out the right names. Let me just make sure I've mixed uh-huh. this up. And okay. And I don't have a drum roll, but I'll try to remember to add one when I'm editing this. And our winner is Ralph. Hey, hey Ralph. So Ralph, Ralph is on here. He woods. did. Um, oh, Snowbees and the Intruder, Intruder Within. Yeah. Yay. Okay. So I will contact Ralph probably before this episode is released. And um, you win a brand new, I never been opened, never been touched um, Blu-ray of Snowbeast. Yay. Yay! Congratulations, Ralph. Congratulations. And thank you, everybody who entered. This was really fun, and it was actually... I don't want to kill myself anymore, guys. Awesome. Yeah, I've been saved. Fantastic. Oh. Snowbee saved me. Wonderful. Snowbee saved me. Uh, I was on the edge of that uh, cliff, that snowy, snow-capped cliff. And Snowbee took my hand, and he said, Follow me, Amanda. I know where Bo Hopkins is. Follow <laughs> <laughs> And I, I followed him, and here I am with Bo yeah. Hopkins, just so you know. Um... Yay, okay, so uh, congratulations. We'll try to do another one of these contests if um, I get some more screeners of yeah. things because um, it's expensive for me otherwise. But <laughs> I, I was going to say I, I can always buy like it's like someone's watching me or something, a copy, and we can, it, we can raffle it off. Do you know too. what I mean? Like I don't want people to spend money to enjoy this, uh, you know, oh, podcast. No, I don't mind uh... I don't mind, folks. Uh, folks have a good time. I don't mind coughing up a few bucks. I, I, I'm good friends with the Snow Beast. You know what we should do? We should do a Patreon improve. for giveaways. So everybody, give me enough money to buy a Blu-ray, and then I buy the Blu-ray and <laughs> I send it to you. And then we'll give it back to you. <laughs> then you yeah. send it. Yeah, one of you will get it. <laughs> yeah. So for nineteen dollars a month, we'll come up with some perk. We'll talk about Snow Beast yeah. ten different ways, and mm. then. And then you pay for that, and then, <laughs> and then we'll get you a Blu-ray at some point and send it to you. It'll totally be worth it after you after a year when you spent over two hundred dollars to listen to ten episodes <laughs> of Snow Beast. Um, you would you will get some kind of Blu-ray, probably one of those ninety-nine cent ones with a public domain movie. <laughs> <laughs> It'll totally be worth it. So we're gonna come back in September with a full uh, regular episode. This is probably going up at the beginning of September, but somewhere in the middle or at the end of September, we are going to get together and we need to do this because I'm not doing horror movies and October's coming and we need to do horror movies in October. So that's my motivation for getting this done on time because I know I'm, I have no set schedule with this podcast and I don't know when I will. Um, but just to let everybody know, we're going to be doing two films, one of which I've never seen and one um, that I think Nate may have seen. I'm not sure. That's really good. So we're going to be doing, um, I guess there will be Vixens and Older Men. I guess is the theme uh, sort of oh, sort of a very okay. tangent, tangential. Is that am I saying that word right? Theme. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to do Summer Girl from 1983 with Barry Bostwick and Diane Franklin. <gasps> yeah, Nate. Have, I love that. Okay, movie. I've never seen it. Can you believe I've never seen Summer Girl? It's so good. <laughs> I can't wait. 
See, this the second movie was the one I thought you would have seen. We're going to pair it with something called The Face of Evil from 1996 with Tracy Gold and Perry King. Have you seen that? Name? No, I haven't seen oh, that it's one. It's so good. It's so uh. good. It's the best movie ever, 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 ever. And um, and so when I was trying to find stuff to p- pair together, I went through a bunch of movies, and I was going to do a, a William R. Moses, aka Billy Moses, double, but I couldn't really find two that I was happy with putting together. So I came across Face of Evil while I was doing my search, and I was like, "Oh God, I love that movie so much. I need to find something to pair it with." And just by chance. I came across Summer Girl, and they're kind of, I think, about younger women wooing older men, even if it's sort of a subplot. And so I was like, okay, those sound good. Well, let's pair those together, and we'll be back with those two films. And I know Lance from Kinder Trauma is a huge Summer Girl fan. He recommended it to me a long time ago. So, um, Oh, I can't wait to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really excited. I can't believe that I haven't seen it. So um we'll be doing and i'm assuming dan have you seen either one of these i don't think you have i have not i have not good. well we hope we got you excited they're really fun they're really Woo! fun. you know what's hilarious is that my running partner has actually seen face of evil and she hasn't seen many tv movies but we were running the other day and i mentioned it and she's like is that the one where tracy gold blah 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 and i was like yes she's like i love that movie so yeah um so We'll see you guys next month. We're going to just do our basic, like, um, I didn't write down how to get in touch with us, but I think we're at tvmayhempodcast at gmail.com for feedback. And we already have some feedback for the next episode. Um, If I haven't responded to your emails yet, I will, or you will hear from us on the next episode. You can follow us on Twitter at tvmayhempodcast or look up the TV or uh, Made for TV Mayhem Podcast show on Facebook. And we have a website that I can't remember the name of. Um, so it's awesome. Yes. <laughs> Whatever that's called, just find it. It's on WordPress. Just look it up. Um, yeah. And um, I just have a couple things I want to promote real quick, and then we'll go go and talk to everybody else. So finally, uh, it was announced that Scream Factory is releasing Scream for Help, the Michael Winner um, thriller uh, from the eighties. Oh that yes. I did commentary with Justin Kurzweil from The Stereo Continues, and I'm really excited about that. And I'll be really interested to hear people's thoughts on our commentary. Um, and, uh, it was really fun to do. And as, if you listen to the story continues, whenever I'm on, you know how much I love Justin. I mean, you know, I love Justin. (laughs) And so it was really fun to do this with him. He's a great guy. And, uh, we had a lot of fun putting this one together. So pick it up. It's coming out in September. Um, I'm also giving another talk in New York this time at another Miskatonic talk at the, uh, Brooklyn Horror Film Fest on October 13th, which is a Saturday at noon. Um, and so if you can, I don't think the tickets have gone on sale yet, but, um, if you are in New York and are so inclined, please come see me. Um, it's pretty much the talk I gave at Miss Katonic in London, but it's going to be expanded and with some other things because I've been doing more talks and presentations. So I have more things to incorporate. And if you have the American movie channel, um, is that what it's called? AMC? The next, uh, night on October 14th, you can watch me on Eli Roth's History of Horror where I talk about horror movies with Jamie Lee Curtis and a bunch of other famous people. Um, not at the same time, unfortunately. I, I was done separate. But um, I'm really, really, really excited about that, even though I'm terrified to be on TV. But um, I'll be on that. I believe I made the first episode. I don't know if I'll show up in anything else. But uh, keep an eye out for that. And I think those... Are, oh, yeah, and also I did the Someone's Watching Me commentary, which came out uh, earlier this month through Screen Factory, which is getting some really nice reviews. Um, and I'm really happy about that because I did it by myself and it was really hard to do those things for 90 minutes. 
um, by yourself, but there's an awful lot to talk about when it comes to that film. It's a really, really great film. And even if you don't have any interest in my commentary, you should pick up the Blu-ray because it's really great to see this movie um, on Blu-ray. It's beautiful and it's a really worthwhile film. If you love John Carpenter, you need to have it. So that's it for me. Um, Nate, what do you have going on? Um, well, I mean, I don't think I, we, we just did a commentary, but I don't think it's been announced okay. yet for the hysteria continues. Um, and I mean, that was a lot of fun. I think we have some commentaries lined up, so, um, it'll be kind of fun to go over them and, um, you know, cover these movies. I just, I don't necessarily think that anything hasn't, um, I think everything's already been announced. Well, and to be honest with you, I can't remember the last one we well, covered. This is the first time I've had you on where, <laughs> where I can say that I did the liner notes for doom asylum and you did the commentary. Yes, I loved your oh, liner notes. Thank by the you. Way. Yeah, it was really neat to be on the same package with you guys. Um, that was a real yes. highlight for me. Nice. And my first job with Arrow, so it was kind of neat that it all came together like that. Um, you do know if we ever have to do a commentary for Ost, you have to join us for that one. <laughs> oh my God, I'd be all over. If that ever comes out on DVD or Blu ray, I mean, oh my God. Did he ever get a video yeah. release past VHS? No, nope. nope. I know of. Yeah, yeah, it really needs it really needs a release just in general. Like somebody needs to put that out. Oh my gosh! But anyway, so that was really exciting for me. And I'm only in the first pressing of Doom Asylum. I'm not going to be in future releases of it. Like I don't know what that means. Like they made so many copies, and then whatever comes out after those copies run out is not going to have my liner notes. So if you're interested in reading my liner notes, um, pick up that version of it. And I did last house and left, but I, I'm sure I announced that already. Um, and so Dan, what have you been up to? Uh, Oh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm still working on my new book on the Henning verse. Uh, I am, gosh, I'm, I'm like 230 wow. episodes into the 666. So that's uh, each review is almost a page. So, um, oh, I'm, good. I'm tearing through the, uh, the hillbillies and petticoat junction and green acres and um and i'm still finding things to say which is good because i'm afraid i'm gonna run out no, at some point i don't You're think i will i don't think it will uh yeah yeah so far so good so far it's, it's going really like, you good know that um, cyborg movie by albert Payan, or have you say his last name yeah, oh sure yeah cyborg yeah yeah well, thank yeah, you very much. Totally, thank totally. you very much. Yeah, and and, and uh, what else is happening? Oh yeah, eventually Super Train is. Um, where are we? We're on episode like fifty three, and we are getting near the end of Ellery Queen Mysteries with my wife and myself. We are not quite near the end, but near it with Kristen Hawes, aka Kiki Wrights, and myself talking with Green Ho Green Hornet, and then um, Mitchell uh, Hadley and I are doing Beat. Yeah, we're having having a good time on there, and I have another. Um, uh, minute podcast. My last one I did was one minute with Blood Lake and Iced. That's done, and that was fun. And I have a new one planned, which will be starting. It was it was another horror movie from the eighties. It a slasher. It will start to go up oh, soon. Great. But um, I, I'm uh, um, it's I've got something special planned for it, and I'm working on it right cool. now. You, so you so, actually yeah. just reminded me just real quick, um, and I think I announced this last time, but they just made another announcement today, so I want to add to it. So House of Leaves Publishing is this kind of new publisher, and they've got a book coming out called Scared Sacred. And I'm writing about um, two TV movies um, and about cult representation in the telefilm. So I'm writing about Blinded by the Light, which is a Christy McNichol, Jimmy McNichol thing about cults, as well as Can Ellen Be Saved, which uh, stars Leslie Nielsen and Nurse Ratchet. I've totally forgotten that actress's name. Um, Jessica Fleck. Not Jessica Fletcher. Jessica, what's her name? 
Louise Fletcher. Oh. Jessica Fletcher. Louise Fletcher. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I wrote about that. But anyway, they're going to be crowdfunding for that book. Um, and they just announced today, uh, the day we're recording this, that Doug Bradley, who played Pinhead in Hellraiser, is writing the foreword for it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's really exciting. And I want to mention yeah. that. And so anyway, if um, I can remember when I'm doing this, I will post a link to where you can get um, sign up for updates on House of Leaves Publishing mm-hmm. book Scared Sacred in case you want to participate in the Kickstarter and um, keep an eye out on what they're doing. I'm guessing the perks are going to be really good. They've been slowly releasing what they're going to have. Um, it's really neat. And it's their first big book. And um, they're really, really great people. So yeah. um, I'll post a link to that. So anyway, that's it for our show. So we Yay. made it. And this is one of our shortest shows. Our Minnesota is an hour and a half. That's what's so funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> anyway, catch us next time. And I'll post links to all that. Just follow us on our social media or check your iTunes, Apple Podcasts or whatever. And um, we will talk to you guys soon. Good night. And thanks, everybody. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Friday, Marcy's getting married, but when Benson tries to give the bride away, her snobby mother goes into her act. Then, at a special time, someone's finally gone too deep. There's death here. Something's finally been awakened. The intruder within, followed by the Democratic reply to the presidential address. 